ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स वी रीडिंग फ्रॉम चैप्टर टू ऑफ द भगवद गीता एंड आई डोंट नो व्हाई आई कीप कॉलिंग इट चैप्टर वन That's been my mistake. Anyway, we are on now reading chapter, I mean stanza 18 of chapter 2. The indwelling self is ever changeless, imperishable and without limitation. Only these fleshly garments can be destroyed. Therefore, O offspring of Bharata, accept your duty in this body and fight. This the changeless reality is a point to understand because in this world we have relative values and many people i i was shocked to find that there are courses taught in american universities stating that the uh, bhagavad gita is a work of hypocrisy it's not hypocrisy it's a deeper truth but it really becomes a little irritating for somebody who's devoted his whole life to teaching these teachings to find people come in with such shallow understanding and because their professors expect to be listened to they're intelligent idiots is what i would call them anyway the point is that uh, as <clears throat> when when einstein said that everything is relative philosophers leaped on this jean paul sartre was a good example who said that everything is therefore relative and therefore values are relative what you think doesn't really matter it's just your opinion there's no such thing as objective values there's no such thing as objective uh, moral truths and uh, this is not true and the bhagavad gita is explaining it in a very beautiful way the word here therefore do it doesn't quite follow but uh, he's saying that uh, the indwelling self is changeless therefore do your duty and fight that's not quite a meaningful non uh, it's a sort of a non sequitur but he's taking it in relation to everything he's saying in that chapter why should you fight if you um if everything is changeless anyway and there's nothing to be done and if you kill you're not killing etc 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 well moral as long as you are living on a particular plane of existence the realities that apply to that plane of existence are valid there's another thing with reality and with morals and this i pointed out in a book of mine out of the labyrinth which is now called uh which was called originally i should say um crises in modern thought but it's really the labyrinth of modern thinking that i was taking people out of so we've changed the name and in out of the labyrinth i pointed out that uh, the teaching of sartre and of others who say that everything is relative they must keep in mind that when einstein was talking of relativity he was rel- relating everything to the speed of light you have to relate something to everything to something or other if it has no relationship at all then where's the relativity they have there's there has to be a basic point of departure 
in us is our search for happiness. And when we live in an immoral way, we in the end are sufferers. You all, all you have to do is see people who live immorally and you see their faces becoming bloated and gross. They see their eyes becoming unhappy. You see their energy depleted. Anybody who, uh, if he's a thief, he tends to look sort of side, out of the side of his eyes, looking for trouble, looking for um, people to capture, catch him. Always, anything that you do that is wrong, it will go against your own nature because you were made as an image of God. And everything that you do must affirm that truth. And if it affirms another truth, if it affirms, for example, well, if it's good for me, what does it matter what it does to you? If you affirm that attitude, you'll develop this kind of um, selfish attitude, selfish look about you that will make no one want to be around you. People who love other people are loved by others too. These truths, if you eat wrongly, sure you're free to eat wrongly if you want to. Sartre made the point that man is radically free. Sure, he's free to take poison if he wants to or eat nails, but his body won't let him do it with impunity. He'll die. And so the consequences of what you do depend on the right use of reason as opposed to just doing whatever you want to. Wrong reason tells you, I can do it because it's not real anyway. Right reason tells me, well, look at me, look around me. This is why it's good to live in society. You, other people's mistakes can spare you an awful lot of trouble. When you, This is one thing that's very good living in community as we do at Ananda because we have hundreds of people all living together. Some people are more radiant than others. Some people are uh, somewhat lacking in that department, you might say. But always it comes down to how self-involved they are. And when you see people over many years living by these principles, you can see what their way of life has done for them. This teaches you a very good object lesson. We don't have to go through every delusion ourselves. It's enough to see that certain things just don't work for people. And if you think, well, it'll work for me, try it, why not? You've got many incarnations to suffer if you want to. Sooner or later, we have to come out of this, this marsh, this swamp of delusion onto the solid ground, which isn't solid at all, but the solid reality of the spirit who pervades all things. That spirit never changes. There is something within us that never changes. You'll see the expression in people's eyes, not the expression, that sort of basic inner self. Each one has a different basic quality. This is very interesting because it's not just the spirit manifesting equally through all beings. He does and he doesn't. Each snowflake is different, even in form. All forms are different. But more than that, each manifestation of God in its own self is different. When you achieve liberation, you will remember all the lives you went through. That will constitute your part of your individuality. But there had to be some bias at the very beginning that made you take those steps that you took all through those lives. And in each case, it's different. So that deeper self, it can't be touched by anything but the inner self, that inner expression or reality in the eyes, that too never changes. 
Many times I meet people and I say, well, I know you. And they say, well, I've certainly not met you before, but I do know them. I know them from other lifetimes. I know people because there is something in them that doesn't change. That inner self, if you take off this garment of a body, you put on a new garment, the garment changes, but if you look at the face, you'll see it's the same person. So we're all actors on this great stage of life, but our goal is to realize that it is only an act, and we have our own deeper reality that is only expressing itself temporarily. Joy to you.